Hi, this is Michelle Weidenbenner, your Chief Hope Builder. If you are here, it's because you have a loved one with a substance use disorder and you're looking for support. Well, you're in the right place because I help you along your journey um, to, to introduce you to different people, different experts in the field, and to share hope with you because so often we get stuck and don't know how to live our lives without trying to fix our addicted loved ones. So I am the author of Moms Letting Go Without Giving Up, Seven Steps to Self-Recovery. And recently I will be launching Unhackable Moms of Addicted Loved Ones, Closing the Gap Between Havoc and Hope. This is a 30-day program that can help you go from havoc to hope and learn how to take charge of your own life. Think of it as a leadership book for moms who are in the same situation that I've been in and out of for so many years. Um, Please find my books at Amazon or anywhere that they are sold. If you would like to join us in a private Facebook group, you can find us at Moms Letting Go in Facebook. And um, if you'd like to join us in the tribe for more sisterhood and support, just go to Teachable. That's momslettinggo.teachable.com and find us there. But regardless, you're in the right place right now and we want to encourage you on your hope journey. We want to be here for you. Um, I have a group of care team members who are all where you have been or are today. So we want the best for you. God bless. Thank you and welcome. Today, I'm going to talk to you about the third step in Moms Letting Go Without Giving Up. There are seven steps to self-recovery in this little ebook, mini book, that you can download for free at momslettinggo.com if you haven't done that already. But today, I'm just going to talk about um, and kind of share this just kind of, I'm going to do an audiobook right here on step three. Your mind is a garden, your thoughts are the seeds. You can grow flowers or you can grow weeds. Which one would you like to grow, right? Heck, we just all want want to grow flowers. So in this day, it's titled Breaking Out, Inner Dialogue. The first leaves that appear on a seedling are called seed leaves. They are part of the seed's embryo and provide nutrients until the true leaves appear. The moms you've reached out to have helped you grow stronger, similar to the seed leaves. You aren't alone now. You surrounded yourself with necessary nutrients and found power in sharing. And I say this because, one, you're listening to this podcast, and two, hopefully you've joined our private Facebook group, Moms Letting Go, What you say there can't be seen by anybody unless they're in the group. But if Facebook isn't your thing, that's okay too. Then you're just on your own personal journey. Um, And I just want to commend you on taking a step toward a better you. The true leaves that form from the embryo turn energy from sunlight, water, and carbon dioxide into sugars, which the plant uses for food. Your mind can do the same for you. If you nourish your brain by providing sunlight, 
parentheses, an awareness, fertilizer, parentheses, prayers and support, and water, parentheses, learning new ways to cope, you would develop energy called mighty mom power. Yay! What you say to yourself, your inner dialogue, has the potential to ramp up the mom superpower, your mom superpower. It all begins and ends with you and your thoughts. It's powerful, isn't it? And a little scary. So what thoughts are you giving power to today? Whatever, whatever you give power to has power over you. So where are you? What are you giving power to in this moment? Well, hopefully you're present listening to this. Your mind grows as you take the energy of positive thinking and support groups and uses them for food. By listening and changing your inner dialogue, you have the power to nourish your soul and change the trajectory of your happiness and daily output. First, you must identify the lies you've believed about yourself and your abilities. Then you must develop positive self-talk that gives you the capacity to harvest more nutrients or attract other positive people and their support. As the plant grows upward and forms new leaves at the top of the stem, it grows downward too, growing more roots. This growth helps the plant to soak in more water and nutrients, which helps it withstand weather, animal disturbances, and competition from other plants. When you develop more positive self-talk, you're able to see the possibilities around you, which will give you more energy and help you become more resilient, confident, and sure of yourself. You will be able to weather your addicted loved one's negative comments or poor choices more effectively too. So on this next page, page 27 in the little handbook, journal book here, is a checklist. It says, what are the lies you tell yourself? And check all that apply. Really think about this and be honest because nobody's gonna see this. You are just being honest with yourself. What are some of the lies that you tell yourself? And trust me, I came up with these. I'm sure there are plenty others that you tell yourself. But at different times in my life, I've believed some of these. So I was coming from a place where, hmm, let me give you some examples based on what lies I believed about myself. And here are a few of those. Just think about them. I'm not good at math. I caused my child's problem. I am weak. More money will solve my problems. Oh, I can never say no. I don't have enough time. I'm not good at, and fill in the blank. I could never learn how to be good at, fill in the blank. I'm too old. I'm too young. I'll do it when I have time. I'm ugly. I'm stupid. I'm too impatient. I need to go to college first. I don't know where to start. I can't do anything about it. I'm not ready. I don't know what to do. If I could just fill in the blank, my life would be amazing. 
No one understands me. I have a mental block. I'm a failure. I can't hold a job. If my son or daughter would get sober, all my problems would be over. If I had the money to move away, everything would be better. I'm a terrible parent. What are some others that you have? What are some lies that you have? And maybe one of those is, I don't have any gifts. <coughs> Excuse me. I don't know what I'm good at. Either I'm, I'm just good at nothing. And so I'm just going through life, just for the sake of going through life. But there really isn't anything I'm really good at. Those are all lies. Those are all lies, I promise you. Because every single one of these, we can get over. We can turn them around. So if you're going to make a list, um, date it. Date it. Because if it's in your journal, you can go back and read that someday. Because my hope is that you're going to go back and read that someday and say, oh, I have really improved. Like, I no longer have that fear or I no longer believe that lie. So go ahead and date it. So um, the next part, write every lie below so you can stare it in the face. Confront it. Don't believe the lies that you tell yourself when you're losing hope because lies steal your happiness. You can do something about your life and know you're ready because you've made it this far. You are invested in your journey because you are worth a fight and so is your addicted loved one. Positive self-talk. Positive self-talk builds resilience and makes us better mighty moms. But where do we start? How do we find and build this superpower? One of my suggestions is to one, start a gratitude wall or journal every day Write one positive thing on a sticky note or in a journal, even if it's something as simple as, my coffee was hot today. This will help you see the positive in every part or every different parts of your day. When our granddaughters came to live with us, personal story here, they were pretty down because their parents were really sick and they took it personally and they felt very rejected, and at different times they saw their parents' uh, mugshots in the newspaper. And, you know, the older one was in high school, so if she didn't see it, you know, friends and other peers would be talking about her behind her back. So it was, it was pretty tough. So I started this gratitude wall, and every day I asked them to post, um, like we, we put post-it notes on the wall, just one thing that they were thankful for. And sometimes it was just um, cereal for breakfast or being able to hug and hold my dog or, you know, just whatever. But when you, when you get into the habit of doing something like that, what it does is it stops, it starts your, redirects your focus. And after time, you become good. It becomes a habit. But it takes a while. It takes a while. Breaking, you know, having, finding new habits just takes time. But it's a start. Here's another suggestion. Recite these during tense moments. 
I can do something about this. Life is a beautiful challenge. I am ready. I am a mighty mom. My life is amazing. I am not my failures. All the answers lie within me. There are people who understand and support me. This will not last. So the last one I have used so often in helping my loved ones. Like even when my husband was really sick, he had knee surgery and he wasn't doing well afterward. And I just kept telling him, this isn't going to last. You're going to continually get better. Just keep telling yourself, this is not going to last. There are going to be better days. Even if we don't believe it, sometimes we have to lie to ourselves, right? But it's a start. It's a start. If your heart is broken, make art with the pieces. Yeah, so wherever you're broken, make art with that. Think about that. Turn it into a positive. How can you, you know, if you're feeling down and you're artistic at all, how can you write a story about that? How can you draw something? How can you paint, you know, just um, play the piano, anything to help you cope through that storm. The third idea was to practice self-compassion. Have you ever watched a dog's behavior toward its owner? Dogs know how to comfort. They listen, console, never interrupt, and they forgive us quickly. We could learn from dogs by treating other, ourselves, treating ourselves and others the same way. Living with an addicted child is traumatizing. What you've gone through in your life and what I've gone through, a lot of those experiences and memories are trauma. That's why, you know, still when I hear a siren, I say a prayer and I'm thankful that it's not my son or daughter-in-law right now, but I pray for whoever that person is because somebody, it's somebody's loved one, right? Every day, we're faced with uncertainty and disruption because of our addicted loved one's choices. Typically, as moms, we take care of ourselves last, but we need to change that. The flight attendant on the plane tells you to put your oxygen mask on first before your child's. Our children take over. No, our children take our lead. And if we're not good to ourselves or don't take care of ourselves, they see it and they think we must not be worth it. They walk all over us without batting an eyelash. I'm here to tell you, you are worth it. Go first, make yourself a priority, do the work, recover, find joy. When you think or say, I'm stressed, this sucks, I don't have a minute to myself, or I can't hear myself think. When you can't get those thoughts out of your head, there's a good chance that you aren't showing your addicted loved one healthy limits or boundaries, and it's stomping on your self-love. Something or someone or both are stopping you from a healthy mindset. So it's just something to think about. Um, There's this word HALT, H-A-L-T, okay? And it's really being self-aware. I'm just, I'm not following the book in this moment. I just had an idea. Halt, of course, means to stop, right? But whenever you're hungry, angry, lonely, 
or T. What does the T stand for? Tired. Tired. Whenever you're any four of those, right? Hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. Those are going to be when you're the most stressed, right? And in those moments, it's so important to say, oh my goodness, I'm going to halt because I feel one of those four. And tell yourself, this is going to pass. This is not going to last. And don't allow yourself to get sucked into that emotion where um, you're going to react to something um, out of anger because you're hungry, lonely, tired, or whatever. Like those are the moments you need to be self-aware and say, now is probably not a good time to make a decision. Now is probably not a good time to interact with my loved one who is using or my spouse who's going to disagree or my grandkids who are going to smart off to me or whatever. So like, it's just so important to know where you are emotionally. Um, But if you have these reactions, right, um, where you're just realizing how stressed you are, or if you feel like you're just being pushed, I want you to stop in that moment and think, where are my boundaries? Where are they? How have I let somebody leak into me and the wall I build around my boundaries? You know, my boundaries are like my support, my walls. Not, not that you're going to keep a wall up and not love somebody, but a wall up to protect you from knowing where you end and somebody else begins. If you don't have your wall up, right? If you don't have your wall in place, your boundaries in place, other people are, and are able to break into your wall, power through it. And then you will feel stressed. You will feel like you don't have a minute to yourself. So ask yourself, okay, who's in control? You are. So what can you do about it? What kind of new boundary can you implement? Or what can you implement as far as like, you know what? I'm going to take every day at four o'clock and close the doors and meditate or pray and put a sign on the door and nobody can, you know, or I'm not going to answer my phone or whatever. Like, what can you do? Only you can answer that. What can you do? So here are some suggestions that I have listed in the book. Just a few things that you can do. Journal your feelings without holding back. So you recognize what triggers what triggers you to feel this way when you get this way? What, is, what or who is triggering you? Become aware of the cause because awareness is key. If we don't notice the patterns, we can't change them. So go ahead and do that. Journal that. Or two, share your frustrations in a support group. It's because when you realize you're not alone, you find hope, you have hope. And maybe if you're in a support group, you say, you guys... I need to vent. I need to share. I don't need you to fix it. I just need somebody to listen to say, I can relate. And if you're in a good support group, uh, they will just listen. And if you're talking to a coach and she wants to push you to try to solve your own problem, then ask for that. But if you don't want that, let them know, all I want 
is for somebody to listen and say, I can relate. And sometimes just by talking through your problems on your own, you come up with your own solutions. And that's the best way to grow. Three, place your hand on your heart and hold your hand up and repeat a mantra similar to this. Take time for yourself today, and then your name. So I would say, take time for yourself today, Michelle. You're worth it. I'm going to give you grace. You aren't perfect, but you are worthy of God's love. You are his daughter. And if it's not that mantra, find another one that really resonates with you to combat that lie, those lies, okay? Um, In my case, I might say, yes, Michelle, you can reach your million moms by 2025. You will reach that goal. You will. Like, you know, it's that positive self-talk. It's believing that you will, and it's seeing what you want. Four, think how you would treat a friend. If she were going through the same thing you were going through or you are going through right now, what would you say to her? Would you say, I'm sorry, I'll pray for you. I'm here if you need to talk. What would you say? And then say it to yourself. Be kind to yourself. You are worth it. I promise you are God's daughter. And the fifth one is write a letter to yourself or type one. (laughs) They say it's better to write one, but I don't know. Sometimes I'm just in a hurry, so I, I type it. Maybe you can audio text a letter to yourself. You know, like if you have record on your phone, you could record a letter to yourself and listen to it today, a week from today, a month from today. Label it as a self compassionate letter. And just set aside 10 minutes. It might look like something like this. Dear Michelle or dear Mighty Mom, you're doing the best you can in given your situation. You're not perfect. Yes, you're ashamed of how you handled Ryan today or insert anything you want to insert here. You know, yes, I'm ashamed of the way I handled this today. I'll try better next time. I'm going to invite God into my life so I feel supported. So I feel stronger. Faith is the opposite of worry. Dear Michelle, everyone has difficulties in their lives. You're no exception. Who are you to think you should be excluded? Embrace what you have. Let your family love you. Accept their love with open arms. See the goodness and the kindness of those around you. Be kind to yourself. Love yourself. You matter. Your life matters. Find ways to serve others and you will reap the reward. What does your letter look like? What would you write to yourself? What would you write? Write it, sign it, and date it, if you can. But, you know, if it's a recording on your phone, it's going to be dated because, well, most of the recorders on your phones do that. I would love to know what your letter looks like. And if you're bold enough to share it on the Facebook page, Mom's Letting Go, post it there. I dare you. I double dare you. (laughs) And some moms might not know what you're doing, but it doesn't matter. Just share your letter, right? Your compassionate letter to yourself. When you share your struggles with others like you, who are like you, 
you see the value in yourself and you take time to notice, you will not only encourage them, but you'll be encouraging yourself. So if you are in the Facebook group and you're in there and you're encouraging others, your efforts will exponentially multiply. And people notice that and they need it. And sometimes it just feels good to support somebody else when we feel like nobody's there to support us. So whose addiction is it? I'm going to stop right here because this is pretty long. And I will continue the rest of day three in the next podcast series that I'm ending on page 33. This is a really, really meaty chapter or, or step, if you will, because it involves so much introspection into our own lives. And we have blind spots. We don't always see them. And to be able to sit and go through and journal this and really think it through, we can have um, some tough times, tough moments, you know, um, admitting some of these things. And, but if we're going to get to the other side, it's so important to find a way to let go of the pain, um, no matter what that is. And everybody is per, it has a personal way. It's individual. So whatever way works for you, uh, find that. Thank you for tuning in today. Thank you for being here and making yourself a priority. And I will be back in the next podcast with the remainder of step three, which is breaking out your inner dialogue. God bless.